0: No four-minute flash this week. Bridget is off adventuring, so it's just me. Um, It was Halloween weekend last week. Hope everyone had a good time, put on some fun costumes, maybe had a bevy or two, hit a dance floor, ate some candy. You know the drill. Anyways, we'll continue four-minute flash next week. This week, however, we have an awesome guest coming on. Her name is Bella Lee, owner, founder Designer extraordinaire of Milk Stain Apparel, a bougie clothing brand operating right here in Salt Lake City. She's in her early 20s. She started it during the pandemic in 2020. Pretty inspiring stuff. Tune in. Also, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I don't know, 2022 is flying by. Bridget announced a giveaway on her photography page to raise awareness and raise the following of the Cheap Seats Pod which is very important. We want to build momentum at the end of 2022 and continue it on in the new year with followers and downloads and all that good stuff because we want this pod to reach as many people as possible. So anyway, she gave a $500 or something like that um, evening couple session and she shot photos of couples. Anyways, stay tuned for a giveaway from Big Skylines, my sock company. We're going to be giving away free socks, maybe some cash. I'll announce it on the Big Skylines page. I'll announce it on the Cheap Seats Pod. Instagram, at the Cheap Seats Pod. So if you don't follow that, follow it. You've always wanted free socks. This is your chance. This is your chance. Anyways, stay tuned for a giveaway. Should be coming up in about a week. Tune in for some Bella Lee and Milk Stain Apparel. Thanks, man. I'm going to have a beer, right? (laughs) Whoever speaks first... Loses. Sell me this pen.
1: Coffee's for closers only. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down,
0: sideways, or in circle.
2: Show up and do the work.
0: A, B, C. A, always B, B, C. Closing. Always be closing. Welcome to the Cheap Seats. You're listening to the Cheap Seats Podcast.
2: with Bella Lee. Bella is a Salt Lake City entrepreneur and she's the owner of Milk Stain Apparel. Bella, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: What's yeah, up, Bella?
2: It's nice. <laughs> We've gone through a streak of having guys on the podcast and I was like, we need to find a girl. So you're the perfect breakup of our, uh, our dudes that have been on the pod.
0: Too many dudes. I'm honored,
2: I'm honored to be that little break. <laughs> okay, Bella, tell us who you are, where you're from, um, how you first became an entrepreneur. You're the owner of Milk Stain Apparel, which is a super, super cool apparel business based in Salt Lake City. Why don't you just dive into like who you are? Okay, uh, my name is Bella. I'm 23.
1: I am from Salt Lake, born and raised. And I, I feel like I need to tell you guys I'm a college dropout. I feel like that's good to come up. Um, And yeah, I started my business in 2020, actually one month after the pandemic in April. And it just kind of like exploded from there. I felt like like it just fell into my lap. I hate saying that to people, but truly it did. Like, I didn't even mean for it to be this business. I didn't have like a, a business plan or like anything to start with. I just kind of my shit out there on the internet and people liked it and so then it just kind of grew up into a business
0: can you talk a little bit about starting your business you said one month after covid yes
1: one month after so COVID. you started
0: in april of 2020 about mm-hmm. what the april, f- what was that like how how was that like the most stressful thing ever people were like okay, fighting so. over toilet paper at costco and you're starting a business
1: <laughs> i know okay backstory i got pregnant Um, accidentally the year before, and I had my baby in January. So right before the pandemic hit and when the pandemic hit, I still wasn't seeing anybody. I had major postpartum depression. I didn't get really out of my house at all for months. So I was kind of used to it, to be honest, to not leave my house. But by the time the pandemic hit, I needed something to get me out of bed, like get me to live my life and feel more like myself. And so my business started with tie-dye. And when tie-dye was such the rage with COVID, everybody wanted a tie-dye set. Starting a business during there was the smartest and stupidest thing I've ever done. Because I started it, I was like, oh yeah, I could totally source these these sweatshirts that I was tie-dyeing, that I was posting about. And then I got all these orders coming in. I went to go order them. And it was like, oh, we can't actually ship them. We have nobody working at the warehouse.
0: So oh my that- god
1: was crazy that was the only thing that I feel like was bad about starting it I feel like so many like apparel businesses or clothing or product-based businesses blew
2: up during COVID because everybody was just online shopping especially like the loungewear sort of thing like if you were trying to sell like these cute tops I feel like you're probably struggling but if it's the loungewear I like that's what everyone wanted. So back up even like before COVID, did you like, how did people realize you were selling these? Like where did you post that you made yourself like a set and then people were like, ooh, I want one. Yes. Okay. I got to send you this picture because it's All a heinous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I made a tie-dye sweatshirt for me and my little brother. We were in my backyard. We tie dyed them. We put them, I put it on my Snapchat story even when Snapchat was a thing. And I was like, made this, you know, it's like a cute little selfie. And I had all my friends being like, oh, make me one, make me one. I'm like, okay. So I was like, just send them me for the sweatshirt and I'll make you one. Yeah. And yeah. so then all my friends had one. They all kind of posted like collectively and, and, and none of us were like big on social media. Like I, I think we all had like a collective of like 8,000 together within like five friends. Um, but then after that, it was like my DMs of like friends of friends, like, hey, I'll pay you to tie-dye me a sweatshirt. Like, can you do this for me? And my husband... He's now my husband, but my boyfriend at the time, um, worked for an e-commerce business. And he's like, why don't you just start a Shopify? Like, so then you don't have to be... Literally, I was taking orders on a notebook and just writing them, like size, color, address,
0: yeah. name.
1: Yeah. And then my notebook was just like a shit show. So he was like, let's organize this. Let's get you a Shopify. So he, he made me a website. Um, and we took some photos, like in my backyard and like in this white wall in my house. And then... Yeah, it just kind of started from there. Like, people started ordering, and then I was like, okay, I'll just launch an Instagram for it. So then I launched the Instagram launch to Shopify at the same thing, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, I'm a business owner, actually.
0: Talk to us about how you came up with the name Milk Stain Apparel.
1: Okay, so when I started, I said I had a newborn. I was breastfeeding. And when you're breastfeeding, your shirt is disgustingly stained <laughs> with milk. It looked like a trashy tie-dye, like a, like a gross tie-dye. I couldn't think of anything for the name. I'm like, what the hell do I name this? And then it just, it just was so fitting. I mean, like I started it because I was a mom. Like I wanted something to wear and then, yeah. So milk stain just kind of stuck and, and now we don't do tie-dye as much. So I feel the need to explain it a little bit further, but um, yeah, it, it worked at the time and now I'm just rolling with it.
0: I love um, that. 50 okay. shades of yellow all over your shirt. <laughs> yes
1: and
2: green and and, and green yeah. yeah every color <laughs> okay tell us how you like created a brand because like if you ever if you haven't looked up most cena apparel yet and you're listening like you need to go do that because you guys definitely have like a look and it's cool and so maybe talk about how you like created that brand and what that brand like means and stands for and who your clientele is
1: so when i first started this i knew i wanted like from the get-go i didn't send out any products like any tie-dye sweatshirts without i had these like little tiny milk cup logos because that used to be our logo like sent to me from a girl on etsy that would make them and i wanted something to set me apart from like a target tie-dye or something like that i didn't even necessarily think like oh i'm gonna make this into a brand i just wanted it to be like something of my own um So that's kind of how the brand started. Like I already started doing brand awareness with the little logo. Um, But our look, I feel like it's a signature look on the Instagram. I wanted everything to be more simple and clean and just like you come to our Instagram, you come to our website, there's not a lot of options. It's like you have four different styles Uh in different colors.
2: Uh And then that was it. You know who it reminds me of, and maybe this is just something that makes you so annoyed that I'm going to say, and maybe you've written for is Indie Blues, like Lonely Ghost. Yeah. I, 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 I love that. like their- have a similar style. Like, it's cool. That's and nice. people are obsessed with it, and they identify with that brand.
1: Totally. I feel like that brand has a cult following. Like, it, it's so cool, and the way that they do things, like, I feel like it, it's definitely an inspiration of mine.
2: Yeah. Okay, so are you doing Milk Stain Apparel full-time, or have you... Are you still working a corporate job at all? Uh, one of the themes on the podcast is burning the ship. And we like to talk about how people have gone all in on themselves, or maybe they're still juggling that nine-to-five corporate job. Have you dove completely in on yourself, or are you still working like, a corporate job? From the beginning, I was all in on myself, mainly because I had no other
1: choice. So when when I first started it, my my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. But we did really 50-50 like things that we were paying for for our son. And I needed a way to pay for health insurance for me and my son. So I was on maternity leave. I worked at Lululemon before. I was in college. So I didn't really have like a nine to five anyway. But um, And I wasn't working anyway. But like I needed to pay for health insurance. So I was like, I have no other options. (laughs) I I have to go full in on this. and, And it has to work because I need to pay for things for me and my son. So, yeah, I didn't really quit anything, um, but I did go full in from the very beginning, and, and it's been my full time job for two and a half years now. I have a warehouse in um, Salt Lake now. We actually got that the first year that we opened um, in November. So, if we started in April, so. I got it in November, and I've had it ever since.
2: And so, do you, do you have employees, um, or are you running the I mean, show completely by yourself?
1: So, I did have employees in the beginning, um, it was crazy. The tie dye rage everybody wanted tie-dye and to make tie-dye was so time-consuming like one set alone took probably like three days to make um, because they had to like dye it and let it sit and wash it and dry it you know what i mean it's pretty time-consuming and now that we've scaled back from um tie-dye it is just me now i don't feel the need to have another employee with me anymore um Mm-hmm. i just ship out the set now so i and looked bridget at your I,
0: I was stalking your instagram after bridget said i need to go look at it and all the listeners should too it's pretty sweet but i'm looking and it's set and it looks like you've done um maybe some collabs with people is that a big part of your business collaborating with other designers or other fashion stores or whatever Do you do that, like milk stain and katie waltman like what yes. what's that about um, i
1: I think it's such a smart way to gain awareness and like a whole new audience is collab with other businesses that are around your same size so that it's beneficial for both parties. But then you tap into a whole new audience that, you know, like Katie Waltman, for example, hers is jewelry. It's classic jewelry. You wouldn't really think like jewelry and sweats, but like the hoops look cute with sweats, like all of their things. And when we did like the collab, it was like her stuff and my stuff, you know, it, it was just nice to have her audience and my audience kind of, integrate
0: so is that a growth strategy for you collabing with people is that like a big growth definitely. strategy as far as like advertising goes and all that it's like hey i'm going to team up with somebody who is like-minded who has products i like who likes my products so on and so forth
2: definitely okay and definitely. In that, i feel like you're kind of like the face of it too like you have also like brought your own personal like bella lee brand into milk stain and i feel like people identify with that too like if you everyone go look at bella's instagram too because that you'll identify with both brands like you personally kind of reflect what milk stain apparel seems to reflect too and i feel like people like then like want to follow you too and like anything you say they're like oh i'm gonna go do that that is nice that's a compliment right there
0: (laughs) yeah not only Um, your business but also your personal brand you're growing both simultaneously and they both complement each other which is awesome
1: yeah, I feel like I put a lot of time into both things. Sometimes I focus too much on one thing and the one thing kind of, it's hard to juggle both. After yeah, cool.
2: that. Have you found that like your personal platform, like now you have more opportunities outside of Milk Stain deal? 1,000%. I I feel so
1: lucky to have like another platform to promote my products on because sometimes Milk Stain, like business on TikTok, I feel like I've grown my personal brand on TikTok. I'll start by saying that. But Ooh, okay. branding on TikTok, like a clothing brand, sometimes those don't go viral. You know, you you try to like make the wording and the things go with the viral trends, but sometimes it's just like, it's not going to hit, you know, but for your followers that follow you, that's fine. But to have a platform that I can just be wearing it on and have that go viral and people say, you know, where's that set from? Or where can I get that set? Like, that's so much easier than trying to blow up a,
2: a business scene kind of like a video. Is that Yes. Okay, talk about TikTok. We have talked about it a couple of times. I don't know if you know who Sam Hobson is, but she yeah. she talked about how big TikTok is for her marketing agency. Talk about how it's been working for you as far as like scaling your personal brand on TikTok.
1: Okay, yeah. Personal brand it's been wild and I feel like every company needs to have TikTok anyways. Like it's just hard for brands to have TikTok because there has to be a space to a brand you know like you can't just have a bunch of your different employees you know nobody's going to resonate with like that kind of changing face all the time um for my personal brand i feel like growing my tiktok and collaborating with other people on tiktok has been huge like through growing my personal tiktok i've made relationships with girls that have like millions of followers that i can just be like hey can you wear this set in their video and they're like yeah and then it's just like immediate sales right then and there like it's so far. it's just so beneficial.
2: Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the mission of not only like milk stain apparel, but like you personally, Bella. Where do you like what is the mission for milk stain? Where do you see milk stain apparel going in the future? Or do you see yourself like creating more companies or taking it in a different direction? What does the future look like for you?
1: I feel like our mission in stain has always been the same. It's for women to feel confident but not give up their comfort when you're wearing something from our company. So that will continue to stay the same. I feel like I don't really have like like a five year plan or like things that typical business owners have. I'm just kind of going with the flow. I like creating collections that that resonate with me, that resonate with my audience, and and it's just kind of fun. And we'll see where that goes. I want it to grow, obviously. I feel like every business wants it to grow, but I'm very content on where it is right now. Um, my personal just continue to grow my personal brand it's fun i feel like every every brand deal that i get
2: i put right back into the business like it's just fun having both growing both. another thing we like to talk about on the pod is a big success that you found like if you could name one thing that really made milk successful what do you think that was like if you could give someone like this is what made us successful or just like something you can brag about yourself like this is what i did really really well in the process what would that be I feel like
1: we don't have like a win that like totally you know shot us from from not win to win you know, but I do feel like landing school deals for us because we outfit dance teams now has Ooh. been huge. It's it's actually really cool. Like the the whole entire dance team will wear our sweats, and I kind of just feel like that landing schools and having all the different schools in Utah be in milkshake.
0: I've been so fun. How did you, can you you talk about that deal? This always gets me so jacked because I sell socks to high schools too. Talk about how you got that deal, how you got in front of, you know, the dance instructor or the dance coach to close these deals with merch because a lot of high schools, they have a certain apparel distributor, a apparel provider that already gives them all their uniforms and it's like in a contract. So how are you able to break in?
1: I I showed shot my shot in cold emails i we pulled emailed every single high school in utah really and not. said like we kind of personalized it to like set them their colors what it would look like if we outfitted their girls took photos in those colors and sent it to them and like really had them imagine what it would look like with their girls in the sweat and so many schools were like yes yeah, i want to do this like let's do it so i feel like we have we've done right in corner canyon Oh, wow. Wait,
0: I literally, Brighton's like two blocks uh, south of me. I live right next to the high school. That's oh, awesome. Really yeah, Yeah.
2: That's so smart to like not only be like cold emailing and be like, we can make apparel for you, but like showing them what it would look like so that they can like see the vision. I think that's like, that's genius.
0: Do you do that's your really own, good. do you do your own um, CADs and mock-ups and designs or do you outsource to like a graphics person? Or is it all you?
2: It
1: is all me. I you would have told me that I would have been like designing clothes or like really actually like measuring out, you know, how big the hood is going to be or something like that. I would not have believed you. I'm not, I'm not even that like fashionable. I feel like, like, I, I can't believe I'm in the fashion world, but yeah, it is all me. Is so,
2: so when cool. you like get like a sweatshirt or like a set, are you like, how does that work? Like, do you order it like already made or do they, are they making a sweatshirt specifically? Like, how does that work? So what I did is research like the names
1: of like the different parts of like the sweatshirt or like, like front rise, back rise, hood, you know, shoulder width, stuff like that. And I get, I got a bunch of different sweatshirts that were like my favorite sweatshirts from different companies and kind of just like measured to see what theirs were like, measured to see what I liked from this one and kind of made like my own concoction of a perfect hoodie. So I send them the measurements and then they make me a sample, send it to me. I think we honestly went through like 10 samples before I nailed down like the exact fit.
2: So they're really, it's not like you're using a, I can't think of the name, like Gildan. Is that like a brand maybe? No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're not using a Gildan.
2: Okay. But like, or a brand like that where it's like, it's already there. It's literally made for milk stain. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I take pride in my custom fit. I feel like I, I like that it fits everybody. I like that it's oversized. You know what I mean? I really, really like. Every single detail, like the cuffs, I made sure the cuffs were like a perfect thing around your wrist or like the hood was perfectly big enough to like cover your face if you weren't feeling like yourself that day. You know what I mean? Okay, cool.
2: Um, Ty, do you, you do the same thing kind of like where it's sourced?
0: Yeah, the sample. I mean, you source it and then you find manufacturers that will basically work with you every step of the way. So every single iteration, every detail down to the stitching, like they'll do it for you, but it's a long process, which you probably know. And yeah. if you work with uh, suppliers overseas, there's shipping costs involved, there's delay time, there's production lead time. So, I mean, the sampling process can take a long time. Um, and so it can be frustrating if you don't hit it on the head the first go round or the second go round. But that's really cool that you were able to pull from different brands that you like to build your own, you know, personalized sweatshirt, which is awesome.
1: Hey, yeah, you know. I know. Yeah, it's, a, it's,
0: a, like it's a headache. But once you get it right, there's no better feeling.
2: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so it's important that we also talk about maybe some your failures, Bella, so that people can learn from you. Is there anything that, like, along the way, you're like, I would not do it that way again? Or? Yes, <laughs> there's a big thing. I feel like the universe
1: is trying to teach me a lot of lessons. because I feel like I fail all the time. But it's good. It's a new life. Um, I think the biggest thing is, Honestly, I and mean, I feel like this is for business owners, like this cute little thing is manufacturing in the US was, I think, my biggest mistake. It absolutely wrecked my product margins. I thought it was going to be like this big selling point. I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is made here. Like, but people don't really care that much. Like, I, as much as I thought that they were going to care. And for a while, like, so I manufactured two colors black and white sweatshirt. Um, in the U S and it was very expensive and my profit margins were, were not there, but I really wanted like something produced here and, it, and it's easier, obviously like they, they speak the same, same language. They're on your the same time zone. Like it's way yeah. easier to do it here, but I couldn't, and we're a drop based company, so I couldn't afford to do drops monthly. Like I usually do. And so it totally killed our momentum. It killed my profit margins. It, and I only, had black and white to post like how many times can i post a black and white freaking set on the yeah feed, you know yeah. so if it's if, if my biggest failure is not to produce in the u.s i will never do that again ever
0: yeah i That's i was i was the same way when i first started we were out of north carolina um and it is nice they're on the same time zone obviously you speak english uh or they speak english but nylon is nylon cotton's cotton like the the materials yeah. don't change And honestly, the people overseas, they work way faster, in my opinion. Um, They probably don't have the same labor laws, clearly, but they work way faster and they're super efficient.
1: Yeah, I think if you research the people that you're working with overseas and, like, make sure that it's a manufacturer that, like, has ethics that you agree with, you know what I mean? Then it's the same damn thing as as doing it here.
0: Yeah, everything we're talking on right now is made in China, so...
2: Which is interesting because I do think you're right that there is maybe a clientele that does care when it is made in the U.S. But it's interesting to find like, okay, it, it wasn't for your market, though, so that like people care that it was made in the U.S. Like we had uh, Pacific Calls on a couple episodes ago and they were really specific about like our product is made in the U.S. and our customers care. And I guess like their customers really do care and that's what sets them apart. But I there's also certain like markets where people just simply do not care they know what they like and you need to offer that and that was what you found overseas yeah definitely okay we're moving on to final thoughts bella this is like your chance to kind of give everyone like a gold nugget or just like one word of advice like if they're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or they're interested in like diving into the industry what's like one like thing you could tell them as advice i
1: think the only thing i could tell somebody is to just start something you can't grow off of something that you don't even have like just just order that product order that sample because you can build off of that if you're starting on TikTok close the TikTok like you just need to start to do something and then you can grow from there you can perfect it from there like nothing is no business that you're going to start is going to be perfect the first product that you launch isn't going to be like your end-all be-all like you're going to evolve no matter what So just start.
2: Yeah, that's I think that and we found that over and over again, people are like, you're going to be scared just like put something out there. And then like build and build from there.
0: It was literally it was literally (laughs) like this podcast. We just showed up and like started potting. We just bought a bunch of equipment. We didn't have like a plan. You just go. And I love that about entrepreneurs is like they, they they're trailblazers and they're willing to take risks and you don't have to have it all figured out at the beginning.
2: Yeah, go listen to our first episode.
0: You want Yeah, about. we had to we had to like take shots. We were like taking shots before because we were nervous. Like, what You're are like, we ner- he, what are we nervous about? There's nobody here.
2: Your mom's listening. <laughs> yeah, your grandma's listening. Your yeah, daddy, literally.
0: Grandma's
2: listening. <laughs> okay. So, this is my favorite part of the podcast. We're going to move on to the would you rather question. We do this for every podcast. And I uh, I always get to ask them. So, would you rather always wear loungewear? You can never wear like anything other than loungewear. So what's in a hoodie? Always. The rest of your life. Or mm-hmm. never be able to wear loungewear. You can never wear such a hoodie. I would always wear loungewear. that's <laughs> all I wear ever. <laughs> There's no way I could wear jeans or something for the rest of my life. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you're I'd, up be, to, like... I'd be
0: scrubbing it too. Not that you want my opinion, but I'm going loungewear the rest of my life.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay, Bella, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where can the, oh, before we end, where can the listeners find you? What are your handles? Our Instagram handle is Milkstain Apparel. Same with our TikTok and our website is MilkstainApparel.com. Okay, awesome. And what if they want to follow you personally?
1: Oh, well, that's really nice. It's Bella Michael Lee. Uh, Michael spelled M-I-K-O-L on both TikTok and Instagram.
2: Yay. Okay. Thank you, Bella, for coming on. Thank you, were you so Bella. Fun to thank you.
0: That is a wrap from the Cheap Seats. Check back in next week. Remember, share this with somebody that needs to hear it. And hey, we'll see you at the top.